Hello and welcome to the 138th episode of the Loud and Proud podcast. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening in and all the sons and daughters that have been looking after the mothers today. I suppose you you know how committed you are as a loud mother by um, comparing yourself to Ollie McDonald's mother. Um, we all remember. I don't actually know how people got this. I don't even know if it's 100% true or factual. But um, I always remember Loud played Kildare in Nav in one of those humdinger of a game in the early noughties. Um, yeah, there would have been a, a qualifier. So it was one of those, it wasn't a qualifier game, it was, it was Leinster Championship in Nav, probably first round. And Loud were just, maybe it was a draw match. We were bet by Kildare anyway. I think Stano missed a couple of frees that day um, in Nav and one of those bumper crowds, a good hot day. And we just, we, we, we played, seemed to play Kildare a lot back then. But um, I always remember after that game, it was, the story was Ollie McDonald's mother had clipped Brian Lacey with uh, with an umbrella. I don't know what she was doing with the umbrella. Maybe she was uh, it was it was a hot day. Maybe she was prepared for all the all eventualities. But yeah, I, I just remember that. It's, it's mad. Like even with no social media, uh, like no, there's no video of it. No one took footage of it at the time or what have it. But I always remember it sticks out. It was one of those one of those uh, stories of just yeah, just one of those random stories back in the day. And Lacey now he was a good player. He's actually. Uh, He's actually he's a Tipperary he was a Tipperary man uh, Brian Lacey Tipperary man and he joined Kildare and he was fairly handy now he's good cornerback one of those cornerbacks you love to hate and uh, I, 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 he was a cornerback but I don't think Ollie was corner forward that day because JP would have been playing at that time maybe Ollie was the other corner I must actually look up that team and see that team it was a good, it was a good side Ken Riley was still in, in the mix if I remember Maybe Colin Quinn was in the middle where I'm done a Stabana man, two Stabana men in the middle of the field. Long, long, long time since that happened. Um, Christy Grimes, Stano was playing. Skid would have been in his pump. Simon Gerrard would have been there and there. Must actually look up that team. Um, Paddy Carr, Paddy Carr's reign as manager. Brano would have been playing um, along with Christy. Um, maybe Martin Farley was playing as well. Maybe he, maybe he wasn't the two um, Stavana men in the middle of the field. I must actually re- revise that, but yeah, that that's how committed you are as a loud mother. That's the standard if you're looking after your son that day. So maybe uh, Lacey give Ollie a clip and a proud mother, proud loud mother, um, and Ollie's mother came out and gave him a clip after the game. Maybe he was on the walking in through. If you know, actually, let me know because I'd love to find out the full in depth of that story, or even if it did happen. Maybe it was completely. Maybe she was waving an umbrella. She never actually got him, but um, I'd love to get to the bottom of that story anyway. But um, moving on, right, so it's a year since COVID kind of really affected this land and affected the football landscape. Um, it's actually March 15th. I know today's the 14th of March. Maybe you'll listen tomorrow on the 15th of March. Um, I know people do kind of listen to the podcast. It, it used to be every Sunday night, be massive hits. People listen to us straight away in the Monday night or Sunday night, Monday morning. Now you can see with COVID actually, um, the listens is the same, but it's more spread out evenly over the week. People aren't commuting as much; they're home and they're getting their jobs and they listen to the, the Loud and Proud podcast that way. So uh, thanks for continuing to listen. Um, it's brilliant. The numbers are still high and it's still growing, even though there's no football happening. So I really appreciate that, and it's just great to get you. I suppose to get your weekly dose of Loud football and Loud chat. Um, 
But yeah, di- March the fifteenth, and I, I was listening back, and it's episode. It's a, no, it's it's episode eighty eight. If you want to listen back, um, when it just struck, because we, we were just beaten by Leitrim, and to be honest, I was I was preparing to go down. We were, we were supposed to play Cork on the fifteenth of March. I was preparing as usual, looking up Cork and looking to get a podcast together, and then news kind of breaks that. Uh, it's not going to happen because you're kind of wor- you're kind of wondering. Okay, the, 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 I think the Premier League had shut down um, with Arteta's case with Arsenal and City, something like that. It's it shut down, and then you're hearing, "All oh, right, we'll load, we'll load, uh, be playing Cork." That was the biggest. <laughs> that was the biggest kind of priority at the time. We'll load, be playing Cork. What's the crack? We need to know, like, for work and go down and look it up. And I had arranged to go down with Colm Corrigan. I think Colm, it was Colm's turn to drive. <laughs> uh, I dodged a good bullet there. It was Colm's turn. And uh, we were working forward to the three-hour spin down down the road, maybe four, three and a half. I'm um, looking forward to going to Park of Kiev for the first time. But we were so naive, so naive to think. Like, we thought, ah, oh, we're still on. Maybe just be delayed a week. But they'll play it out. Should have to play it out. they have to finish out the lead. Can't leave it now this way. Even though Loud were more or less effectively not fully, they were probably 98% gone at this stage. And I remember talking to Colin that week, ah, yeah, it's still, we'll still be going. And then just realising then the eventuality hits. And uh, I'm talking to, I, I'm actually talking to Wayne in the, in the Wayne Kieran's former Loud manager in it. And uh, it's, I, I actually, first of all, I apologise for the sound. The sound was absolutely cat back then. I've, uh, thankfully, I've uh, got my sound act together. But yeah, just listening back, and you're talking to Wayne, you're thinking, oh, what's the plan? How are you going to look after the players? What's the landscape like? Not realising like the whole place is going to be locked down. There'll be no football. It'll be a big gasp of the year. Um, there's, like Not even that there was no football. I remember like, RT weren't even doing sports bulletins at one stage you know they, they, they had even got fed up of the nostalgia stuff they just stopped doing it now you're still getting the nostalgia in the papers and, and what have you but I suppose then then it, it affects me as well I'm, I'm I'm thinking right there's no football nothing really happening uh, and then it just goes from there you're, you're, I'm going into the nostalgia route with the far side on and we talk about the Rowett Leash, I'm talking to Shane Lennon, how it would inspire the coaches. We talk about the Loud and Tyrone game in 2006. And like it's mad that a year on, Wayne is gone as Loud manager. Um, and then Mickey Hart's the Loud manager, who was manager in 2006. Catch up with Kate Flood, um, the Loud and Positive podcast. Actually talk about Loud and Kildare game, that 2010 game with the Motherlees. Um, Plight of the club manager. So, and it's just a... It just stems on from there, and you just adapt and you go on. But it, you get really, really, uh, you, I suppose you get really creative when you have to be. And you know, you're, you're, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking takes on a great, great journey, a great crack. Like talking to Frank Lynch about like Loud in 1957. You're talking to Niall Conlon who came back from um, his army service in Lebanon, and then you're looking, you you get to catch up with two of your favorite, uh, one of your favorite footballers ever, Stephen White. And it just goes on from there and then anniversary of 2010 and then the championship does take place and there's great excitement then again. So it's it's mad the way, it, 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 when you look back, you see how far you come as well and where you, and it's good to have that actually, that kind of timestamp. So episode 88, you can actually hear how 
kind of flippant and how naive I was when you're talking about COVID and not realising what was coming down the tracks. It's mad. It's a good little study to look at if you can get over the desperate sound. And I apologise for, for giving you that sound quality for all that time. And we're thankfully, we've got it sorted now. But um, yeah, that's it. So that, that's, that's just the two kind of talking points um, on it. And uh, yeah, I suppose what's come from that is the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast. It started off with, right, let's just get organised here and get the structures in place. And then it it, it kind of transpired the three podcasts a week for the for the championship. That was that was deemed to go ahead. Got the championship in place and then with the podcast, um, you get two or three podcasts a week and different other stuff on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. And you're, I'm interviewing people every week, interviewing interesting people and... Uh, Different people, all loud orientated, but very local and very niche, and um, it'll tie back to the surrounding areas and like talking about loud and the effects on loud. A couple of really interesting guests coming up. Another interesting guest this week. Last week I had Carl O'Connor, and here's a, here's a chunk of what Carl had to say. The new O'Mahony's manager making that switch from the clans, another yellow and green team, going across the the town there to um, take over. Arch rivals the Mahonies who the Mahonies actually who put the clans out last year in the championship and that penalty shootout in the quarter final stage. So here's Carl and we talk about that switch over. Jamir, you mentioned we at the start, you're training we and we're um we're going hard and training during lockdown. Your we has changed from the clans to the Mahonies. I should have said yeah. that. How's how's the change over being and how how's the how's the new role, how's the new setup going for you? Uh, yeah, look, it's grand. You're surrounded by, you're surrounded by some, you know, great experience in 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 Dulla, in in Liam Dullahan, who's the manager, and John O'Brien, who is um obviously a loud Gaelic football, you know, stalwart, and and is um is definitely one of the one of the best players who who's played played um for for loud in the last the last twenty thirty years anyway. Um, Have you retired him? No. Yeah, you have, you have John. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely not. Definitely not. I don't think that Sylvie and Yomani's if, if that's that was what I was the case. Say the, the trans man comes in and retires, John Yeah, O'Brien's. No, definitely not. There's definitely a lot of years left in John. Um, definitely for sure. And he's um he's in he's in, he's in great mix so though so there, there's definitely no worry at that. Yeah, that was Carl. So if you enjoyed that, you can catch Carl on his own podcast, now the Carl O'Connor podcast. Um if you you want to sign up and hear the rest of that, see how that came to fruition, and just different things. We talk about coaching through the through the COVID as well. How it's kind of how it's kind of you you look at it now and you kind of think there's no excuses for for especially for juveniles. Usually, if a, a session is too wet or it's rained off or the pitches is isn't play, but now we just hook it up online, go and do a class online, get everyone on it. Everyone is on it. Uh, everyone's savvy enough now, and even the kids are probably more savvier than the parents in some cases. So they can they can never miss a session. They can go back and look at old sessions and just getting that skill set and working on the skill basics and just keeping it going. So yeah, really good. Really didn't plan to go that way with Carl, but we we end up talking that and then loads of other stuff as well. The insights to uh, being a manager this time as well, and obviously that switch over which I just spoke about there. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the the main kind of topic of this podcast, and it's the. The Loud Strategic Review. Review. Right, so yeah, I mentioned a review, review, but this is, um, I suppose, my my take and my highlights on the Loud GA Strategic Review. My review. Loud and Proud's review of it. 
Um, it's a it's a thirty odd page document. Maybe we take away the slides at the start. It's probably 30, 29, 28 pages of documents, and it's the usual. It lays out who's in charge, who's who's been influential, who's set it up, and how it's come together, and and then it's it's recommendations <coughs> rather than. Um, like anything set in stone, like a, what would you say, like an actual aim. Like it's not saying Louds going to win Dáil Ireland by twenty thirty, nothing like that. It's just recommendations of how to improve the current structures that are in place. And there's a lot in it in terms of getting through it here today. So I'm going to go through a little bit, and I'm probably going to do. I'm going to actually. There's one piece here that will be good enough for a separate podcast. It's um, why everyone hates Starver podcast. So I'm going to probably maybe do that over the next week or so because it's becoming re. I don't know. I tried to turn it around maybe in the summer when you Disneyland Starver and all that, but um, there's a there's an awful lot of um, it gets an awful lot of bad blood, bad press um, Darver. So I'm going to do a separate podcast now because there's enough in it to talk about that separately. But um, Derek Crilly, the Gales man. Um, Former um, loud footballer as well. He he stared. He's the he's the leader of this um, kind of review. Um, is leader the right word? Yeah, development officer, strategic review lead. Yeah, is the correct term. Um, and he was appointed by Peter Fitzpatrick to get the job done, and he's done a great job. In fairness, Derek, Derek's will come on, and we'll have, have him penned down to, to come on and have a chat about it as well. Um, Francis McMullen is working on it as well. Um, and then under that, the, under this steering committee, you have Shane Lennon, Mark Bourne, the PRO, uh, Colin Kelly, and then Barry Watercare and Sloan are look, kind of looking after the player development pathway. Brona McGrain um, from uh, the Bannon ladies, I think. She and Loud ladies as well. Primary, post-primary post schools link up there. And then Bob Don, he's looking at the infrastructure and facilities. And then under that, there's a couple of, uh, obviously there's a couple of subcommittees under that, under those under those main leaders. Uh, I was a part of one of them with uh, in the PR communications with Mark Bourne. Actually, come on, so a couple of recommendations on that. Um, but overall, like, there's 600, like you always get these kind of numbers that, that kind of stick out. So 670 people um, did the online surveys. There's other review groups there that kind of carried it out as well. But it, it mainly, a lot of it delves into the schools, the primary schools, the secondary schools, hurling and football, and just improving. Like there's so much there and it's needed there because the schools, where I feel and where a lot of people feel is where the major improvements can come in loud. Like if you if you get that structure around the child at underage in the schools, you have a great chance of of sustaining that bond going forward. So it's 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 in primary school you're looking at um, a strong link up with the club. So it's going to fall back in the club. And Mary, I did ask Derek um, on there was it was presented to us on the uh, the tenth was that Wednesday to to the local and national media and by Derek it was a good job and then Fitzer took over and talked a lot as well <laughs> and then it, yeah it, it was just talking about the the primary school and I asked him like is there going to be more fundraising is there going to be recruitment drive even in terms of clubs having to appoint a different officer for these club links of school systems and he probably he said yeah it probably will be and then will every club have a GDA in that as well um, possibly so as well because the clubs and the schools are going to need support um, the coach and the games committee is going to need extra support as well, maybe extra bodies in there. But the the relationship between the clubs and the primary schools is um, is where the big where the big benefits can come in loud, like massive schools like 
in Drogheda and Dundalk, even not even mentioned the strong links in kind of rural areas as well. Um, but yeah, so moving, I'll move on then a little bit more, and yeah, I'm going to talk about Darwin on a separate podcast, um, and then there's obviously the the usual comes in and under that under racing it's like have a proper setup of um, fixtures and structures because you're competing with the underage soccer and rugby who have the game every Sunday or Saturday morning depends on the age group and that's like set in stone you have solid games solid plan and weeks played out and you know exactly when they're playing and and they want to compete with that and get more games for the youngsters because they just want games um, and it's the same with adults uh, not necessarily games but they want a consistent programme and I think in fairness to Sean McLean uh, last season and even since that he come he came in straight away with a master fixture and adapted it really well to go with the championship which will probably stay on as well 8 week championship which worked out really well in terms of hyping it and the whole lot but um, speaking of hype um, the the part of the thing I'm going to talk about is the the PR and the communications. If I can find it here in front of me, but I should kind of know. Um, haven't given haven't in, in, given an input to it as well myself. Uh, let me see. Try and find it. So um, I suppose we kind of we have improved the relationship between the Glade GA and the media. Um, this past couple of seasons not that it was fraught but there can be times when t- teams aren't going well and <clears throat> you know you might be seen to be digging, sticking a knife in but no I think it's fairly personal and a lot of it is common sense maybe some of it wasn't um, but yeah um, yeah. so to how do you improve the objective is to improve it and I suppose um, in the short they have, they have it broken down here short term medium term and long term so the short term is announced to inter-county teams early in the week um, and which 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 hasn't been the case, and it's probably my fault to be honest. Uh, when I had the blog and that on the back in the day, I would have went through the team that was picked early on in the week, or maybe given my team, and then maybe given the team that was picked and gone through that team, and I was probably giving ammunition to the uh, to the opposing teams to be able to look at the site and get a kind of breakdown of who's playing who and. What players likely to play there? Why is he and who's going and for? Probably get a pure form guide, if anything. But not that it did let any harm. They were, they were going up the division at that stage from division four to three to two. Um, so it, not that it really did any harm, but it was probably the reason why it ha- it wasn't announced. And then Wayne probably would have liked to keep his teams till the last minute as well. Maybe it's just that sort of way. But you kind of have to play the game. Um, I know uh, the radio would love to have it, it up because Meade would have their team out, so it's kind of it kind of just makes it it makes it a little bit easier to report on it, and it gives someone to talk about as well. You know, like all the teams pick for the weekend, like Louder playing the weekend. That's grand. We know Louder playing the weekend, but then when a team comes out, you can really talk about that, and that kind of gets people interest peaked and kind of gets them maybe wanting to go to the game as well. Even if you name a dummy fifteen, it's a dummy fifteen that that can be talked about and changes can be made afterwards. But if there's a kind of a good kind of honesty there, uh, because more or less the way the way it goes, the way I was going through the team, whatever. More or less, the t- everyone bar one or two positions. It's the same as every club team. Barring one or two positions, the team is more or less the same, going to be the same. It's not going to be massive change from week to week or when it comes when the team tugs out or the switches are made. The gym, by and large, it's going to be the same 15. Um, but other things as well, um, letting the media know when the, 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 uh, the fixture change has been made and then 
what's the biggest haphazard over I suppose this year in the Lou TV as well is players numbers which is a nightmare and I know I know managers I've been in that situation myself where you're picking a team and you want to just go and throw out the numbers and throw the opposition team off by the numbers they're playing and who's playing where and how to pick him up but everyone everyone knows loud football everyone knows the players within loud football so if you keep the panel numbers for the championship games and the league games <clears throat> and then you don't have to go and scratch especially the subs sometimes you're not 100% sure and a sub number might throw you um, even I remember going to the, the trial games there in Darver and it was, like, it was Conor Morgan was, from the Martins was wearing a different kit and I couldn't tell him it was just the kit and the number threw me off um, so it, it's funny it's funny that way and it, you know Conor fairly well like especially when you're playing for, well for the Jocks but then medium term as well um, I don't know what one of what time scale is on that maybe short term means initially straight away and then you're looking at the, adding like the thing, the thing about it now is the PRO job for Loud is massive. It's it's not nearly it not it's not necessarily a one man one woman job anymore. It's a team because I see it, <clears throat> and I would have seen and I would have probably said it to uh, Mark at the time or maybe in this report. I remember going down to Armagh and you go down to Westmead as well. They have four or five lads working for them, doing the tweets, doing the photos, doing the images, doing the announcements, doing the whole doing the national anthems, and it just makes a better experience. For the piece people tuning in, and it makes kind of loud come across better, brand loud come across better, and then the long term as well, you want uh, to improve that bo- uh, that brand to, to attract more sponsors. That's what it's all about. And then you want like what what I, I suppose what I tried when I started this podcast was to kind of hype up loud, like loud deserves a podcast more than any other county in, in my eyes. And um, why should Sam Murray or our best players like Ryan Barnes and all those marquee names, even the horrors like Andrew Mackin or Ryan Walsh, why why are those players not being uh, in the national spotlight? Why are they not getting in there? Like I think they should. They should be. There should be no preference between a loud player and a mid player, for example. Um, so sh- that should be more. Uh, uh, that's the way, that's how strongly I feel about. It. That's why I bloody started. I think I was sick of other counties having loads of people in the media and that and getting their talk about it so we should definitely be on a national scale because we've good enough footballers out there and hurlers to make that kind of impact as well um, and then making them more marketable as players as well because they get more they get kind of the, the financial boost out of it as well and get all these perks that they deserve as well why should they be overlooked I, I for one that's a big thing for me fighting for the loud player and the cause um, and also another thing with this um, PR thing was the inter-county league and championship season like utilise Lou TV more like let's maybe get a highlights package going on the weekend uh, all the game maybe get interviews done during the week like I know the build up to the final was great crack uh, pro- possibly for all the, the, the bad uh, predictions but uh, overall it was kind of it was brilliant to kind of build up that hype the more hype the more people are talking about loud football the better especially I know I um, I'm probably biased in that sense because of a podcast but it, it makes for a better product and it makes for better football and I know from schools like even talking to this person the guest on the Patreon podcast this week the hype with the DKI schools team makes people want to, to get on that Lennon Cup team and, and, and win one and even I know with the Red Stars as well it's just everything adds to it and all adds to it and kind of makes it more attractive to play for your club and play well for your uh, club and get on and play for your county that's what it's all about and that's what the optics are um, yeah I suppose that's that's where I'll finish like there's loads of other stuff there like um, 
developing the players and developing the, the county players. Uh, there's another one there um, from, I think, 2008. Is it 2008, 2009, 2017? I'll follow that up, actually. 2008, 2017. Here's a stat. How many players have played for Loud in the championship during those time? If you said 100 players, you wouldn't be far off because 87 players have played championship for Loud in 10 seasons, 2008 to 2017. That's some going, that's some turnover. Um, we lost a lot of players to emigration and that, and players were maybe retiring early. I'm going to actually do a bit on that. I'm going to maybe find out those 87 players and list them off for you um, and rank them and list them. But um, there's also a big emphasis on the hurling as well. So uh, it's, it's really good bulk of work. There's no kind of BS in it. I'd love to be, like, to me, I'd love to be real kind of aspirational and put all these, uh, put these massive kind of reach for the stars sort of job. We should be a Division 1 team. We should be in the Super 8s. We should be aiming for Leinster's and aiming for All-Ireland's. But maybe that maybe that doesn't. Maybe I'm, ju- I'm just ahead of the ball and those sort of ways. But maybe... To get everyone on board, this is the the best approach. But it's a great bit of work there. I think it's on the Loud website uh, to get it. If you want to, I'll send it on to you. If you want to, you can give me a ring and we can talk about it. If you're if you're that way inclined. But uh, yeah, that's this week's podcast. That's the uh, the Loud and Proud Strategic Review Review. Um, thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for tuning in. <coughs> um, happy Mother's Day again to all the mothers. Um, there's if you like that, like more of the podcast. There, there'll be um. One up this week as well. Very interesting one ahead. Um, ahead. So sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. Thanks very much for uh, thanks very much for for uh, supporting loud and proud as well, especially through these times. Like I said, like I mentioned, at the top of the podcast. A year on since the since COVID put, shut us down, um, but we're still going strong, and we, we will not be denied. And a lot of good things have come from it as well. So um, that's it. Thanks, and I'll talk to you during the week, and if not, talk to you next weekend, and mind yourself, and if you can, mind someone else as well. Good luck. Bye-bye.